world can be a pretty lonely place, but it doesn't have to be. Here at the Rarely Write podcast, we want to celebrate stories, authenticity, and discuss life. And most importantly, every single person is welcome. Hi, my name is Ray Schneider. I am a counselor and I have been partnering with nonprofits for the last eight years to help individuals in high-risk environments get the mental help that they need. And I'm also the author of the My Silent Half Project, which was a project I launched um, several years ago now, about seven years ago, um, where I really discussed what it was like to actually come into my own truth and begin to live my full story and not really segregate it as the silent and the part that I was actually allowing people to see. And that's what we want to do here at the Rarely Right podcast is we want to celebrate all stories, the full story, um, and encourage you to, to turn around, digest what we talk about, and be able to find your own nuggets of truth. So again, welcome. In life, let's be honest, there are very few things that are guaranteed no matter what, right? Most things are dictated by decisions and um, where you grew up and circumstances like that. Um, but they're not, they're not guaranteed anyway. They just happen because of, you know, a cascade of events. But there are these few things that every human, everywhere, no matter what, are guaranteed in life. And the one I want to talk about today is also one that we so aggressively and relentlessly run away from or aggressively avoid in a way in a way that I think is just catastrophic to just be frank with you. And that is struggle. In life, you are absolutely guaranteed struggle. And I don't mean like once in a while. I mean monthly, if not weekly, if not daily. And that struggle can absolutely range, you know, from different levels, but it's going to happen. And if in our professional life and our personal life, we are constantly chasing this mirage of an easy life, we are going to continue to find ourselves agitated and angry and frustrated and empty and lonely. Because that's what happens when you chase after a ghost. You never reach it. You never catch it. And because of that, you're constantly spinning your wheels and emptying out your energy for no reason. There is no such thing as the hypothetical fence with the greener grass on the other side. There is no easy life. Life is full of struggle. And that's not meant to be dark and morbid. It's to give us a moment and an opportunity to change the narrative. Instead of saying, I don't want to suffer, we can ask, what's worth suffering for? Because anything worthwhile anyway, you have to fight for. So now, instead of constantly being empty and restless and frustrated because we're not getting this easy life that we assume we should have, 
we can be energized and focused and motivated to pour ourselves into the things that extract joy and fulfillment. So what is worth suffering for? Because nothing's going to be easy. That also allows us to be more thoughtful with our time. We are not guaranteed life. We live so absent-minded of this. You get 24 hours in a day, if you're lucky, and if you're lucky, maybe you'll get that for another 30 or 40 or 50 years. You're not guaranteed it, but if you're lucky, you'll get that. And you have to take out the, the absolute things you have to do, like sleep. No one wants a deprived you of sleep. You have to suffer anyway. Don't make the rest of us suffer with you. So you got to take out those five to eight hours. And you got to take out the time to do hygiene. Please do that every day. And, and, and things like that. But you can choose the career path you're in. And you can choose that other small, 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 small piece of time every day outside of work and outside of, you know, required obligations where you pour your energy and what you invest your time in and what you suffer for. And how do you change that narrative, right? How do you change the narrative from I don't want to suffer to what's worth suffering for? You have to You have to decide what's worth suffering for. And it can't be these vague goals that I hear people set themselves out for. I want to be happy. I want pleasure. I want to start a family. Those are vague goals. And if that's what you're chasing after, the hypothetical fence is still there. And there's no steps to get you there. When I'm asking you what's worth suffering for, I'm literally telling you to invest time in making a list to decide what is worth suffering for and coming up with realistic goals that you can achieve to get there. Did you know that you spend more time at your job than you get to spend at home? So if the job that you're in is not the career path you want, Maybe that's where you start. I want to be here. And stop just saying I want to be there. And then come up with goals that you are going to grind into to get to. Right? Because you take two different employees, both in low-level jobs with horrible boss, the same low-level job, right? They're both clerk one, clerk two. They both have the same horrible boss. Clerk one, incredibly miserable talking about they don't they they shouldn't be in this job they should be in another job and one day they're you know they're going to have an easier life um and they're constantly frustrated they punch in at 8 they punch out at 5 uh, they're tired all the time they're cranky all the time they're miserable they're very unproductive and then take clerk B or 2 what i say 2 or B you you hear you hear me same boss same 8 to 5 same low level job but comes in and grinds it every day. Doesn't mean that clerk two is not suffering, right? Because we've, we've depleted that, that mirage. We've taken it away. We've scrubbed it away. They are suffering. They still have a horrible boss. This is still a shitty job, but they're working their ass off because they've identified that the goal they want, the job they want to get to, takes work. 
and they need this job to help them get the experience to get to that job. And they've changed their narrative from, I want an easy life, where is it? I don't want to struggle to that job is worth the struggle and I'm going to put in the work. And so, yes, I may have a shitty job. I may have a shitty boss. It may be whack hours, but I'm going to do it because this is worth suffering for. My goal is worth chasing after. That is how you change a narrative And you shouldn't be just changing one narrative. You should be changing every narrative until that's what you're going for. That has to do with everything. You will not get away from suffering. But you can cause yourself anxiety. You can push yourself into depression. You can feel restless. If you're not being thoughtful around where you're extracting your energy. What is worth suffering for? Or say it this way, what creates joy inside me? What fulfills me? What gives me hope? What gets me excited? Where do I want to be? And stop thinking about where you want to be in 10 years. Where the fuck do you want to be in the next year? You are not guaranteed life. Amazing. If you have a goal for 10 But I want you to have a goal for 10 and 9 and 8 and 7 and 6 because year 1 through 9 shouldn't be empty. And the thing that happens when people vision cast 10 years and that's all they do, when they get to year 10, they feel so utterly disappointed. Because Either they didn't put in the steps to get them to the goal and they got to year 10 and now they're like, oh my God, I didn't do the things I wanted to do. Or all they were thinking about was getting to 10 and they didn't enjoy the steps that got them there. And now that having that fancy car or having that family isn't fulfilling them because they weren't actively participating in their life getting up to that. Here's, here's a good example of, of what I'm talking about. If you have ever sat and said, this is where I want to be, and then gotten to that place and been restless. Okay, so, so example, when I get out of college, I'm going to do A. And you get out of college and A isn't great. And then you're like, well, in five years, I'm going to do B. And then B isn't great? Man, that's frustrating as fuck. Here's a great example of what I'm talking about. There is a ton of jokes and party gear and um, what have yous around people aging, right? All the over the hill stuff when people turn 30 or they turn 40 or they turn 50. And there are two groups of people when it comes to those ages. Those who go, eh, well, you know, it, it came and went, didn't feel any different. And those who have complete meltdowns. Let me give you an example that I hope you enjoy. It's going to be a friend's example, once again, because it is the greatest show that has ever been created. Um, Rachel turns 30 on the show, and she literally will not get out of her room, get out of her pajamas. She's bawling her eyes out. She's like, what am I doing with my life? I'm dating this guy who's really nice and really sweet and very cute. 
but we're we're in completely different places. And when I when she actually took the time to evaluate where she was, who she was, and what she wanted, none of what she was doing was enough. But she had to wait till she was 30 and have a crisis to understand that. And so she later in the next ep- couple episodes quit her job and went after something more that fulfilled her. Let go of the really cute, sweet boyfriend, but not the guy she was going to marry. Don't wait until your 30th or your 40th or your 50th birthday to have a meltdown. Because you don't know if you're going to get to 30 or get to 40 or get to 50. And the people who have the meltdowns when they get there, they were either waiting for the easy life Or they were convincing themselves that this vague goal that they set out was enough. But the other group of people who hit 30, who hit 40, who hit 50, and they're like, yeah, it was just an age. My guess is those people are living the fullest life that they could possibly live. I am so, so, so lucky that when I hit 30... I wasn't upset about it. I thought I was going to be. I, I want to be transparent. It's not fair for me to, to, to pretend otherwise. I actually thought I was going to be. When I was turning 28, I got really nervous about it. And I had a lot of people give me a hard time about it because that's just kind of the culture that we've created. But when I stepped back, I was like, 30-year-old me is totally way better than 26-year-old me. And 26-year-old me was way better than 21-year-old me. They all had their fun. Don't get me wrong. But the version of me that changed over on that date, I was so proud of. Because I was chasing after a career I wanted. I was with the person who, I don't know how I tricked her into it, wanted to be with me. And I was physically taking care of myself. And on a spiritual level, I was taking care of myself. I was writing. I was, you know, engaging in things. And I think that that's the difference that we all need to be chasing after. I need to do it on a daily basis. It's so hard for me sometimes to change my narrative. I have friends who I ask to help me do that because it's not easy. And that's where mental toughness comes in, right? Because that's really what we're talking about is being willing to grind into it and stay focused when that struggle happens. We're guaranteed the struggle. What we control is our response to it, how we dig into it, and how we allow it to either motivate or dictate our lives. If we can wrap our heads every day around the fact that struggle will happen, I truly believe that we come at it completely different. We begin to be energized by the struggle. We understand we have to put in the work and we're stop, we stop being surprised by it. That's the other thing that happens when we're so focused on the mirage of the easy life. We get surprised when curveballs happen. We get frustrated and overwhelmed when things get busy or things get tough or things get complicated. But if you're aware that struggle is going to happen, if you understand there's going to be curveballs, I'm going to have to work hard, it's different. You're mentally prepared for it. And you can do this every day. Every day you can remind yourself, I'm going to this job because... 
And make sure you have becauses. Real ones. And when relationships get hard, we need to remember why we're in them. Right? I'm here because I love this person. I value this friendship. I need this community. And we buckle down and we invest because of those reasons. There is no really good relationship that you have that doesn't have some kind of struggle. And struggle is, is a variant, right? Like it, it varies between what struggle is in this relationship versus this one. But anything worth it, we have to fight for. Struggle is going to happen. What is worth struggling for? If you can't answer that question, I beg you, I beg you from the bottom of my heart to have the courage to begin figuring it out. And I need to tell you right now that that is something you should be evaluating consistently and constantly. Do not sell yourself on a goal from five years ago. Come and look at your life now. Evaluate how you're spending your time. Evaluate where you're investing your heart. Look at your career and is this where you want to be? You spend more time there than the person you love the most in the entire world. More time at work than with that person. So that job better be leading you somewhere or it better be the career of your dreams or it better be something that's paying for you to get to school to get to the career of your dreams. Your time is not guaranteed and you are going to struggle. So make it worth it. Last thing. Now that you have begun to think about what's worth suffering for and how to invest your time and what creates joy, you need to let go of everything else. We live in a society of FOMO plus guilt. We are scared to miss out and we feel guilty saying no, but there is power in the know. It does not make you a lesser human, a lesser friend, a lesser partner, a lesser brother, sister, daughter, father, mother, aunt, uncle, what have you to say no. Our time is precious. Investing in our spirit, making sure that our energy is correct, is essential. You are going to have to say no sometimes. And that's okay. You need to love yourself enough And to pour into yourself enough to feel comfortable in that. That's also mental toughness. The ability to say no sometimes. It is a strength, not a weakness. A leader understands when they have to give to themselves and when they have to give to others. And you have to be the leader and the writer in your life, in your narrative. Suffering is going to happen, but you can change the script and you can be thoughtful around where you invest your time. Have a great day.